When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These are the Keishi Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. I'm John Hewlett with Favaz. It's time for episode 98 of the Keishi Tapes. And um, it is a, uh, a guy that used to, well, he's still in the band. He says it right off the bat. Great singer, great guitar player, Rick Emmett of Triumph. Triumph, a threesome group that, man, they made great music together. And, you know, they're in the Canadian, I think they're the Canadian Rock Hall of Fame. They're not in the, you know, big one here in the United States. Mm-hmm. But they are very well respected in the music industry, and this guy especially. I, I, I've always loved Triumph. They've always been uh, kind of second fiddle to Rush in, in my mind, and I think a lot of people's minds, especially here at Casey, because Rush is such a great band, and they're Canadian, and they're a three-piece, so there are a lot mm-hmm. of uh, you know, compa- you know, similarities between them. But uh, you can't deny what a great uh, uh, singer-songwriter Rick Emmett is, was. And Triumph was very unusual that they had two singers. The drummer, Gil Moore, also sang too. Yeah, yeah, and Rick Emmett can play guitar really, really well. He's yeah. a virtual also, you know, he's a, yeah. he's in in the in the jazz genre as a jazz and guitarist. folk folk now apparently because yeah. that's why he was calling to promote his uh, folk release and uh, all of his releases that were coming out his solo stuff. So, uh, but uh, when you when you think of Rick Emmett, you think of Triumph. So. And he's an entertaining guy. He's yeah. a good communicator and he can tell a good story. And we're going to hear one. Uh, the the story that he tells toward the end about uh, ACDC being in St. Louis and Triumph and all that is just pure gold. Yeah, it's yeah. a classic. So here we go. Rick Emmett of Triumph on episode 98 of the Casey Tapes. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. All right, Rick, you are here with Favaz and John. Take it away, fellas. All right. All right. Hey, Rick, are you there? Uh, I'm here. All right, here we go. Favaz, you man, Casey Morning Rock Show, and with us is uh, one of the finest singers ever, John. I think oh, you yeah. would agree with me Absolutely. on that. Uh, used to, well, should I say used to be in the band Triumph? I don't know. Rick Emmett. Hello, Rick. Good morning. Hello, gentlemen. Yes, uh, used to be, but I, I still am, although it's not really like it's an ongoing kind of thing, except in the hearts and minds of its fans and on radio and whatever. But, uh, yeah, we don't tour anymore. But we're, we're, even though we broke up, when we got back together, we did reunions. And so it, it's fair to say I'm Rick Emmett of Triumph. But, oh, um, all right. Okay. That's cool. Well, that's got a good yeah, that, Not what we're promoting today because it's, you know, Rick Emmett's crazy. Oh, we know, we know, we know. You don't want <laughs> yeah, to. you're trying to get to it. We can tell. <laughs> These artists, they know when they call us that it's their past that we're usually most interested in. Right. Not just you and I. I mean, when they call any place, when they do interviews anywhere, right. it's what they did in their past that people want to hear about the most. But they always want to you know, get their new stuff out there, and they want to talk about that. So 
you got to placate them at least for a little while, right? Sure, yeah, so, yeah, your new stuff. Come yeah, on, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they're releasing it. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, what about that? Video? Yeah, yeah, so there's a little <laughs> battle going on. They're, they're anxious to get their new stuff out, and the interviewer is uh, anxious to get to the other parts right. of, their, of their lives. So here we go, continue. Like a career since you left, Triumph, that Roundhill was put out. So. <laughs> well, okay, I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, since you brought up, you know, we, we talked a little bit about Triumph right there. Last year, you did... Was it last year you did something for the fans and you played live and everybody went crazy for it, how, how great it was. And what, what, what were your thoughts on the whole thing? It was amazing. It was, and uh, the uh, public is actually going to be able to you know, get, a, get a taste of it because uh, this is all part and parcel of, well, first of all, Roundhill had done the Triumph catalog. Right. And uh, so they've done mine as well now, which is amazing. But... And they, they committed on a level where they were doing, like, vinyl of the greatest hits. And they're actually going to do a box set, a deluxe box set's coming out in 2021. When I hear him speak, I hear a combination of Kelly Chase and Brett Hull. <laughs> and and his, his accent and his voice sound. Yeah, I just think of hockey. Yeah. That's all. Oh, another t- if you if you look at his pictures, Rick Emmett's photos from the '80s and well, I guess mostly the '80s with his feathered hair look, mm-hmm. he looks like Wayne Gretzky at times. Yeah, to me he, had, too. he had some pretty hair. <laughs> um, so next year, sometime or maybe early next year. So, anyways, uh, we, we were doing a documentary. There's a company called Banger Films, and they've done documentaries of like Rush and Metallica, and 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 they got a ZZ Top thing that's on Netflix right now. And so, so these guys really know what they're doing. And so they're shooting this documentary, and um, they go, uh, hey, you know what we should do is we should maybe have a fan fest where we kind of set up like a Triumph Museum, and there's all these uh, exhibits to look at and stuff, and we'll show them some clips from the documentary that we've got so far. But then wouldn't it be great if the band reunited and you actually played some songs for these people? So they... <laughs> They set it up so they got the people sitting watching the clips on a scrim, like, and then they dropped the scrim, and we were standing there with our gear and our guitars on, and we played three songs, and they just went in like nuclear. It was I've never been in a room where the energy was so amazing, but it because it's like love and it's like your dream coming true, and it's like. It, yeah, it was, Wait a and, and of course they had like you know a dozen cameras capturing this from every angle. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be in the documentary. And so, so you're saying it's pretty cool. They had Plus, the thing that I love about it is it becomes like a definitive moment of this is what Triumph really was. It was a it was a band for the people, you know, for the folks in the audience. It was a a band that sort of. All of that stuff about the magic power of the music and fighting the good fight and never surrender and hold yeah. on to your dreams and all that stuff, it's kind of like they created a moment where all of that kind of came together. So that was like, wow. uh, pretty lucky to be in this life. So I can't wait to see it. Yeah. You know, the, the fact that they filmed it all and it's going to be in a documentary, that will be awesome to yeah, see. Absolutely. Sure. No idea when it's coming out, I though. I don't think he says. I don't think he says. Think well, he says. Well, we'll hear about it. Yeah. So wait a minute. So they had no idea that you guys were there and you were going to play. Well, come on. These these, these are thinking. <laughs> That's pr- funny. Breathing human beings. They're, you know, they're probably walking around going, "Oh, they've got something cooked up. Something's going to happen here. Why? Why have they brought us to this warehouse? And you know, why are they doing this? And 
I mean, I think they probably were thinking, well, the band will come out and sign autographs, or the band will come out and we'll do a Q and A, or right. you know, there'll be something like that. And maybe a tribute. But band. I think probably some of the other ones in the group were kind of going, man, this is right down the. Uh, you know, this is a warehouse down the industrial plaza from where their studio is. They can't be far away, <laughs> and there's a lot of gear here. Like, <laughs> I think I smell something coming, you know. <laughs> but that's part of it, too. It's kind of like little kids, you know, Christmas Eve, they, they know Santa's coming, you know. So there's this tingle that's kind of just all part and parcel of that, right? Wait, exactly. What three? Do you remember what three songs you played? Yeah, we played. Uh, we played. We opened with "Lights Go Down." Lights go down. I'm I don't know familiar. that song. I don't either. When he said that, I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah. why would you open with that? Yeah. All the great songs you got. What's wrong with Although, you?" <laughs> those people probably knew it, though. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. And not that we. Yeah, sometimes right. songs that were popular somewhere else weren't necessarily popular here, and vice versa. Oh, um, and then we did uh, "Lay It on the Line," and then we did "Magic Power." Nice, wow. nice, nice. That is really cool. We're speaking with Rick Emmett of Triumph, and it's, it's. I'm glad we can say that it has such a great ring to it. Still, Rick, uh, to, what's what's your, what's your latest project now? Tell us about that. Ah, here we go. Yeah, with the, here's the boring stuff. Right, let's <laughs> rifle through this. Should we fast, should we fast forward? No, let oh. it play. Okay. Let it play. Well, there's he many goes, on okay, the Okay, here we go. Which is in keeping with my. Uh, is that what he said? He said, "Okay, yeah." Yeah. He said, okay. Uh, okay. I said, here we go. Yeah. We almost didn't have to get into this stuff. I had to bring it up. Yeah. I had to well, ruin the interview. But but you had to. You had to ruin it, John. You just Crazy, had to. Uh, creative, eclectic spirit. Um, Roundhill has put out 11 of my past records um, for digital download and streaming. So that's the mm -hmm. reason why I'm actually doing you know, a bunch of promos. And stuff right. They're wanting everybody to become aware of the fact that you can go to iTunes and find it, or you can Spotify and Pandora, like all of these kinds of things. I mean, you can go to Roundhill and find out about it, or you can go to RickEmmett.com. Uh, so that's the first thing. Second thing is at RickEmmett.com, while the Roundhill thing was cooking up, I was still down in my studio and working away, and I was doing a thing where I was, and we called it Bonfire Sessions. It was essentially mm -hmm. guitar and voice, and I did 18 songs and six jazz guitar pieces that are, as intimate as intimate can possibly get, and the songs are as naked as you can possibly make them. So there's no other instruments. There's no overdubbing. These were just <sighs> performed. We, we didn't do that to Rick in his ear. John's doing that now, but I agree with you. <laughs> That sounds neat. You yeah. know, two microphones, me yeah, and... sounds neat. Or we, we, we cut our mics off so he can't hear us. He keeps talking, and we... Oh, yeah. My guitar. I'm hungry. And, and yeah, what are we going to have? We did. And so, so there's 20, 24 of those. Oh, 24. Holy yeah, cow. Okay. 24? Who was asking Woo. for 24? Nobody. I keep going? And so, wait a minute. So, <laughs> keep going. Wait, hold on. So... <laughs> is this a thing that's called folk songs for the farewell bonfire? Yeah, because okay. I mean, obviously, the, the, it's it's like folk songs, right? Yeah. But it's also, I was thinking, you know, this might be goodbye. This might be the last thing I do. So, you oh. know, I'll, farewell is going to make its way into the title, and then. Uh, when I was a high school kid, we ever. By the way, he's sixty-seven years old, so he's not that. Oh. You know, he's still got some yeah useful years in him. And uh, he still likes to, to play, but he, but he doesn't tour anymore. And yeah. he talks about that here. Yeah. We would go to the, up to the, like Wasega Beach, and we'd make big bonfires, and I would take my guitar, and we'd sit around, and I'd play, you know, 
Paul Simon songs and James Taylor tunes and, you know, Beatles. Can you imagine hearing Rick Emmett sing James Taylor and Paul Simon songs? I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. And and we'd have the campfire. So, you know, I thought, okay, bonfire. So, but then the way things have worked out, it doesn't doesn't feel like this is the end. It feels like it's the beginning of another chapter. So, you know, I I think there'll be folk songs for the Farewell Bonfire Part 2, Part (laughs) 3, you know. So wait, so... So, Rick, you, you don't go out on tour solo anymore at all? Because I know that you've played in St. Louis and you've played at very, very intimate small venues and things like that. You don't you do not do anything like that anymore on your own? Uh, well, nobody does right now, right? Well, That's yeah, 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 uh, true. Because true. I, what I decided at the beginning of 2019, I thought, I'm, I'm sick of airports and hotels and Ubers, and I'm just sick of it, you know. Plus, I'm not going to get into the whole thing of... Uh, trying to get visas every year from Homeland Security and what Donald Trump was doing to that. So we'll just let that one lie. But nevertheless, I was burned out. And I go, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I will maybe play the occasional gig that I can get in my car and drive to. (laughs) And so my Canadian agent had set some of those up, and then COVID hit, and then those got canceled, and then I kind of went, well, it's a whole new world. Who knows what the what the new one is going to look like, you know, once we get past all this. And we will get past it, yeah. but, you know, who knows when. Right. So, in the meantime, you know, here I am. I'm doing interviews every day. I'm, I'm on Zoom, and I'm doing master classes. I've got, ah. you know, people asking me for stuff left and right, and I'm thinking... Man, retirement was such a great career move. <laughs> I know, man. You're busier now than ever, and, and that's that's yeah. a, that's amazing. So, uh, Rick, it's fun. yeah. What what uh, what do you remember about uh, Triumph and Casey back in the old days? Here's a good part. Do you remember that? Oh one? yeah, good question. Yeah, here's, oh, here's where he talks. my God, the stories that I could tell you. Yeah. All right, here's here's a good one. All right. Okay. Um, this was my, 1979, I think, and. Uh, we were playing, I, was, I think it was Keel Auditorium, uh-huh. and it was a triple bill. And um, at the time, um, ACDC was in ascendancy. Like, they still had Bon Scott in the band, right? Um, and, they, but, and they were coming up, and they were big. But Triumph had the number one song on KC in St. Louis, Hold nice. On. Yeah. Yeah. And so the promoter says, well, Triumph's got to close the show. Well, the promoter would have been contemporary productions. Yeah, yeah Irv yep. Zuckerman probably. Mm-hmm. And ACDC was not happy <laughs> that that Triumph was going to get to close the show. Nevertheless, you know, they, they, so we're doing sound check, and I can hear uh, the, the hallway and the dressing rooms up behind the keel stages. Um, I could hear somebody coming down the hall, and it was like uh, like flip-flops that were making a kind of a slapping sound. And then who comes into my dressing room but Bon Scott, and he's wearing flip-flops because he's cut his foot on a broken bottle. <laughs> I'm thinking a broken bottle that he was probably just recently drinking right, out of. Right, you know. right, And his foot is he's taped up, but it's bleeding. <laughs> and he's very drunk. And he comes into my thing and he goes, oh, you, you turned on my band. I go, no, no, I love your band. He goes, no, no, my girlfriend told me you hate my fucking band. So I go, okay, well, uh, I, I, you know, who's your girlfriend? And it turns out she's this stripper from Dallas that, you know, had been kicked out of one of the, our backstage meet and greet things a couple of weeks before. I'm going, oh. 
So she's, she's bad-mouthed me to Bond, and now he wants to beat me up. And I'm going, no, no, Bond, come on, look here. Let me give you a nice cold beer from our... <laughs> reach into the bucket and pull out a cold beer. And, so that's confusing. And then... <laughs> like giving a baby its bottle. Yeah, you know? that's all. That's all he needs. Okay, I'm okay now. <laughs> um, uh, Angus. No, it was, it was Malcolm. Malcolm came, Malcolm Young came, and he, and he collected him, and he said, oh, I'm sorry, you know, you, you, it was my turn to watch him, and he got away. <laughs> Just a good so, British accent. Yeah, that's what, Malcolm Young, who's passed Australian, away, both yeah. are dead now, Bon Scott yeah. and Malcolm Young. Yeah. I remember, that's one oh, of my man, you know, favorite story. stories of, of Casey and St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. You got a rap, guys. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, that little guy, little bastard. You got a rap, guys. So that's what we hear when we do interviews off the air. You know, we get these interviews presented to us. Hey, you got 10 minutes, and then there's a guy in the background going, okay, you got to rap. With a little voice like that. Yeah. got to rap, guys. Yeah. So many great questions for you, Rick. We'd love to be able to talk to you at, at, at length further some other time. How do we do that? Well, we can set that up through Chip Ruggieri. And, and, okay. Uh, yeah, we can make that happen. We've got to get him on yeah. at, at length. Well, we can talk to him like 30 minutes or whatever. Right. You know? mm-hmm. That's, uh, he's... I'm sure he's got a lot more stories to tell. Right. I want to hear him. And he's a great storyteller. He okay. is. All right. Well, Rick Emmett, thanks for, uh, uh, you know, all the years of great music. And we look forward to your solo work that has been digitally, you know, uh, uh, released. And folk songs for the Farewell Bonfire. Just uh, continued success in your retirement. Yeah. yeah. One of the coolest dudes in rock. Rick Emmett, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. All right, thank Rick. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for Next interview. <laughs> Rick. All right, no, guys. We, thank you. Okay. No, thank you. No, we were it. We were the we last one. Oh, we were the last one? We were the last one that day. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's cool. So they have Rick Emmett. Yeah, so, he told me that story. Uh, we have that on video, and I don't know if that's on the Casey at Casey95.com and the Real Rock Museum still, but, um, you know, that was the second time I, I've heard him tell that, and it's just hilarious. And he yeah. does a really good accent. Yeah. yeah, sounds much like. Them. Yeah, they were they were they were good, man. What a good band they were. I I love so many of their songs mm-hmm. still, and still play a lot of them on the Casey Classic Show. Yeah. All right, that's episode ninety eight with Rick Emmett of Triumph. Uh, I'm John Eulett. You can follow me on Twitter at STLU Man, and I'm Johnny Eulett on Instagram. Okay, everybody, let's say it together. A three two one. AMF. Bye. The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app.